Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. You're listening to CLNS Media, powered by betonline.ag. Go to clnsmedia.com slash roll. Use our promo code CLNS50 for 50% off your first deposit. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Red Sox Beat Podcast, presented by CLNS Media. That's your leading online video and audio provider for Major League Baseball. I'm the host of the show, Chris Cotillo from MassLive.com. That's presented by CLNS Media, your leading online audio and video provider for Major League Baseball. I'm the host of the show, Chris Cotillo from MassLive. This is August 8th, episode 228 of the show. It's presented by Bombas and betonline.ag. We'll be hearing more about them later. A very special guest in, in history on the podcast today. You're going to have to save your ticket stubs because we have a, a live recording between me and Rob Bradford from WEI, and he has a small podcast himself. Is it, uh, first of all, how many episodes is this, did you say? Uh, 228. How is that possible? There was, a, there was a show before. The oh, there was Cotillo a show. Era. Oh, there was a carryover. Yeah, okay. it's not my 228. Oh, okay. I thought you were doing this uh, no, you I, know, when, I'm you, not when you were like two years old. No? No, they, uh, I joined this year, so it's probably my 15th. Who, who did it before? People at CLNS. People, okay. People okay. Are, right. great so, people so at very, CLNS. Some very bitter people. Who are, <laughs> I think uh, Evan Drellick might have hosted a show. Uh, or okay. Is that true? I, I, he's on there somewhere. Ooh, he had a big, is that the, the, one of the big David Stern's podcasts that he did? <laughs> John Daniels, go down the list of executives. I don't understand why these podcasts aren't clicking. But yeah, anyway, he, I'm, I don't I'm think gl- he was a host of Red Sox Beat. All right. Well, I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you are lomping on to uh, to the glory of others who have built this podcast. You're taking to another level. Yeah, it's, an, it's a new level. This, this is, I guess, your first appearance on the Red Sox Beat. As far as I time. know, I mean, I could have done episode 113. I have no idea. Probably five years ago. <laughs> I very well could have done it. <laughs> Rob obviously hosts the Bradfoe show. Can you tell us a little bit about that, about your new uh, your rickshaw era of that show that's now. Do you like giving. the rickshaw? Do you, you, I've never been on one before in my no, life. No, no. So but do, do I like that you're. It's also called, can I swear on this? No? Yeah, sure. We'll ass see. taxi. Well, it's ass not. Taxi. Yeah, they said it's an ass taxi or pedicab, mm-hmm. I guess. So I did a podcast on one of those. And uh, I feel like, Chris, that I, I, I want to take podcasting to another level. Mm hmm. Um, this is a way of doing that by appearing on your show. Right. And, and it gets boring if you're just doing the same way all the time. So we did a podcast on, a, on an ass taxi, and, mm-hmm. um, which is things I've never thought I'd say when <laughs> I broke into this business. But it's, um, yeah, so we were trying a little bit here, a little bit there. We got a, a flurry of podcasts next week, but none more important than the one I'm on right now, episode 1,000 228, yeah, okay. exactly, Red Sox beat. So you, you can hear 
Rob's rickshaw ass taxi. Who were, who were your guests for that? You have Alex Spear. Oh no, on. this was Karis. Well, this is Kerosene Ken Laird, producer okay. and and uh, hot taker of WEI. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Spear though is going to be promoting his book next week. And in the meantime, also we have a couple players. We have Xander Bogarts and Matt Barnes. Wow. Yeah, it's a flurry of uh, excellence. Mm-hmm. So, uh, do you like doing podcasts? I do. Yeah, it's a good time. Well, so it's well, a week, I, weekly thing. I mean, when I get to spend time. Looking over I was on Fenway the radio Park. with you once. Yeah, that was it. You weren't bad. You ended know, up a little vitriol. Yeah, I mean, it's it was Evandrelic talk. You nervous? So. Right w- now? You, no, no. no was you were I nervous, nervous right then? Now. Well, I feel you're a little nervous right now. But were you nervous on the radio? No. I mean, you've done radio. You've done radio. It's the end of a long before. day at Fort Myers. So, so you just like previewing whatever. the Duke Carolina basketball. I know game you were. Your thoughts were elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, my thoughts and prayers were. You like, but Carolina you like basketball. podcasting. I do. You do. It's been good. What yeah, do you, been, what do you uh, think? What do you think? Are you, you hosting the show or is yeah, this? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not. What, you asked me what I wanted to talk about before the podcast, so I'm telling th- you on the air. All right, go ahead. What uh, what do you like? What do you think that makes a good podcast? Do you listen to podcasts besides your own? I do. I listen to yours religiously. Do you listen to not, all other podcasts? Do you like? I mean, you I, you said you like podcasts. I've what been makes, to get what into makes the, a good podcast? Obviously, staying engaged, that kind of thing, which I you know I know we do on the Red Sox beat. I'm like, oh my goodness, I am so engaged with you right now. <laughs> uh, staying engaged, like you it, when you do a 20 minute podcast, making sure that it's interesting the entire time. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important not to stay on one topic, such as the ins and outs of podcasting for more than okay more than we'll get months. off you, you're driving the boat let's go all right driving the ass taxi some they say sure sure all right so we're here at here at fenway park beautiful day in boston angels are in town after By the time people listen to this it'll be pouring rain so okay so it was a beautiful day in boston <laughs> when we recorded it uh, it depends on and how quickly we get it turned around but this is obviously a matchup of two teams that have been horrible lately the angels have lost six in a row not sure if you knew that or not it's true red sox have lost nine out of ten Rob, is there any chance these Boston Red Sox make the postseason this year? It's going to be completely dated by the time people hear it. What's going on? It should be out by tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but, but you know how it works. It takes a couple of people to latch onto it. Right. Two games from now, who knows? I mean, this is, a story that, this is the lesson that we've learned, Chris, mm-hmm. over the last week. It's the fickle nature of the great game of baseball. <laughs> great game of baseball, I mean, folks. It's, it's, it's so what was your question? Are they going to be in it? Is there a chance that they will be in the postseason? I yeah, think it's over. of course. You do? Yeah. You've seen the schedule? What are they now? So they're six back of Tampa as right. we sit here doing this dated podcast. <laughs> um, I, think, I think because the schedule is so awful, that I think that they could potentially hang around. Um, because what Cleveland's the only team that's any good that they're playing, but at the same time we say that when Kansas City comes rolling through, and you know you lose a game and you have they went to, one one and one against them. You won one one. Like <laughs> I, it's weird that I predicted they were going to go one one and one at Is the that, end of the series. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> that's the thing. I don't think. I mean, you have to sweep that series. Almost have to sweep or at least no. Win you have to four. win series. He's right. When Corey says that, you have to win series. But if you're playing Kansas City and Baltimore, you at this point you actually have to sweep. That's what I think. No, you have to win series. You have to win the Cleveland series. You have to win the Tampa series. You have series. to win the Cleveland series, but you have to sweep the really bad teams. You, you technically don't. I mean, I'm not a math major. No. I don't, if, we, if we can get out the CLNS abacus here. But if, you, if, you're, if you're thinking, okay, you have the Yankees again, the Rays, you're probably going to four-game series against the Yankees at home. Probably not going to win three or four again because they've been destroying you the whole yeah, season. So you split that. That means you have to 
sweep the Orioles when they come into town twice. You have to sweep the Royals when they come Put in. Put it this way, Chris. It would surely help if you swept the Orioles. It would. It would if, you, if, you, if you took Instead of losing two out of three last, but like last As time. we also sit here, we have just gotten the news that David Price is hurt, and he's not pitching, and who knows how long he won't be. Mm-hmm. You can say what you want about David Price, but the, one of the things that we took away from this rut they've been in is that you need David Price. You need Chris Sale, and, and you're going to be rolling out Brian Johnson and Hector Velasquez or whoever. Andrew Kashner. Well, you're still going to be rolling out Andrew Kashner. I know, but that's already a problem. Okay. So. What, is he going to pitch twice in the rotation? <laughs> I mean, so I, I am a big proponent of this, Chris. I'm a big proponent of you start stretching out Evaldi and it, it for, for multiple reasons. Number one, maybe you'll need him as a starter. You do know that he probably would be better than what you have. And secondly, you got to just you see what you have in him, right? Let's go. Let's see what you have in Nathan Ovaldi. What do you get to lose? I think they're still too worried about the arm. I mean, somehow. Well, he pitched, but he just pitched two innings. and Two innings and five is, is much different. And he, he, he sprinted into the clubhouse and said, put me in again, coach, right? <laughs> yeah, he sprinted to the office. That's Alex what he is. That's, how, that's basically the image that we get every time. Every we, time he talks about Ovaldi. It's, it's this over-eager, this guy who never, like, breaks from the same emotion the only time he gets excited is to put me in coach moment on a daily basis i feel like he he comes in and then he flexes at the end of like every (laughs) sentence so i i don't know if you're on board with that but i feel like you start going down that road because you have nothing to lose and i think you have everything to get you have nothing to lose except the guy's arm blowing out but you have everything to gain and if you're if you're listen if his arm blows out this time around then you know it was going to blow out at some point over the course of this contract. You got to figure out what you have in him. I think they overcommitted to him as a reliever by basically Make, shoving, shoving that line down everybody's throats so much. For which the, one? The closer. People can't grasp that we have Nathan Avaldi in our bullpen. Uh, this not. was this 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 was the this was a straight ball right down the middle to compare this what they were saying heading into this trade deadline to what they did last trade deadline with the whole Tyler Thornburg, five mm-hmm. outings, he gave up one hit, no runs. Like, guess what? We don't need a reliever. We have Tyler Thornburg. And Stephen Wright's going to come Stephen back. Stephen Wright. Yeah. yeah. Well, in that case, it was Ryan Brazier or Ryan Berry. What, Brazier. Brazier. Brazier, yeah. Or in Tyler Thornburg. So, you know, hey, I know we didn't get Kelvin Escobar. I know we didn't get Brad Who's, Hand. who's Kelvin Ask- Escobar? Oh, did I say Kelvin Escobar? I did yeah, that Kelvin a lot. Escobar has been retired since like oh two. Well, they didn't get him either. <laughs> Kelvin Herrera, Kelvin Herrera. Escobar. Herrera. Oh man, he was a great fancy. He had a good little Blue run. Jays, right? Blue Jays. Yeah, I think it was Kelvin. Here's with a story an about. So I was doing a book, Theo Epstein's first year falling around. Here we go with the plugs. If you want, here's, if you want to buy Chasing Steinbrenner for literally a cent on Amazon, hopefully this makes you do it. But you're sitting in the dugout with Theo Epstein, and Escobar was he had uh, he was pitching for the Blue Jays. He was pretty good, and he was talking to uh, I think he was talking to J.P. Richardi, and he says um, you were talking about trading for him. It's like what's what's the latest with the thing? And his thing was like there was some sex tape scandal, right? And so. He gets off the phone. I'm like, oh, that's great. It's great for the book. Yeah, don't put that in the book. <laughs> that we're all trying to trade for a guy with a sex tape scandal. So anyway, so, that was Kelvin Escobar. They did not get him or Calvin Hesca, uh, Cal- Herrera. Calvin Herrera. That's what he says. It was Kelvin Cal- and Calvin. Big difference okay. there. Okay. Well, yeah. one half a letter. 
anyway. It is half a letter. But in the case of the N, it's a full letter. Uh, whatever. They didn't get either one of them. And mm-hmm. my point is, my point is very well taken by myself, <laughs> which is, which is, you know, you're basically saying the same stuff about Nathan Avaldi. I think Avaldi will be better than or more productive than those guys, or at least Thornburg was. But they're saying we got this closure, we got this closure, we got this close. Do you got to do another read at some point? I haven't done one yet. Okay, you got to you got to break for a read now. No, you can keep going. Finish your. That's thought. it. I, I finished my thought. I think you, they get suckered in. They get suckered in a little bit. So it, he wasn't going to be the be all and all. And by the way, they didn't even need a closer because they didn't win any games. So mm-hmm. so so far, Nathan Avaldi's impact hasn't been exactly prolific as they had suggested. No, not as much as guys even like Darwin's and Hernandez, Josh Taylor, kind of these unheralded options. Would you so. put would you put Darwin's and Hernandez as a closer or a starter to begin next I'm sorry, as a reliever or a starter next year? I mean probably a reliever right now. Yeah, a reliever, right? Yeah, we walk too many guys to start. I, I think that some guys his attention span it's okay. It's mm-hmm. okay. It's all right. First sign of addiction is denial. The lefty righty Workman Darwinson combo to start your bullpen with is not bad. Oh my goodness! Let me tell you, it's going to be. They could put the put it on the meaty guy. Print up the meaty guy <laughs> covers next year. The lefty righty combo of workman Darwinson and workman just as just as we expected. All right, the odds though are against the Red Sox. This is this is the the read you've been waiting for mm. from BetOnline.ag. To win the AL East, they are plus five thousand. To win the American League, plus sixteen hundred. To win the World Series, plus thirty three hundred. Are those good odds, Rob Bradford? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. All right, they're not good odds. But baseball season is obviously in full swing, and placing a wager on any game has never been easier than with the best odds at betonline.ag. This week, we'll be watching the Red Sox and Angels, and the NFL preseason is already underway. Are you excited about that, I kind of am. Yeah? Yeah. Big time. NFL preseason? It's good. This is where we find out guys like Tim Tebow can't throw a spiral. Right. Jared Stidham time for the Patriots. Tonight, am I allowed to say tonight or just going to be dated again? It's dated. Oh, okay. Well, Come whenever on. they play the Lions, then the it's first going to exhibition be game. To celebrate another season kicking off, Bet Online AG and CLNS Media are giving you a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Head over to BetOnline.ag and use your mobile device to join today. Use promo code CLNS fifty. That's CLNS five zero. You got that, Rob? To receive your welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines this football season or baseball season, basketball season, wherever there are sidelines. Get into the action. <laughs> Is that, was that part of the read? No, I was, look, I was looking at you trying to get you to laugh during it, and you didn't bite. Uh-oh. Get into all the action with betonline.ag, which is your online sportsbook experts. A minimum deposit of $55 is required to qualify for the bonus. It is on betonline.ag. AG like Attorney General Rob Bradford. <laughs> Uh, listen, I, after you listening, you read that, I'm going. I'm jumping online. You're jumping on? Yeah. I'm jumping good. online. $55. Minimum deposit. So I'm, if you can, if you can, you might need to skip a, a meal in the Fenway cafeteria tonight to swing. I get it for free. It's called rights holders. The rights holders. Let's get back to David Price. It's okay. Wherever you want to go is your show. I we just we just got out of uh, Alex Quara. He was kind of explaining what was going on with David Price there and said it wasn't elbow related. Said it wasn't shoulder related. No timetable. Assist on his wrist. You rhymes. pounded. You pounded the question. You said. Is this carpal tunnel related? I thought we thought we're never supposed to reveal who asked the questions. Can't say I asked him or you asked him or no. Well, he, if he someone was, else he was it, asked. Don't don't ever do like I was the one who asked yeah. that question. Well, I asked David. I asked you Alex. You can do Cora. it now that I opened that right. door. He's already he's already uh, 
open the door for us. But I asked if it was carpal tunnel related, and he said emphatically that it's not, which is all in the same area. Alex Spear, who I believe has a medical degree. Uh, he corrected me, by the way, on the Pedroia like, surgery, which yeah. I, don't even, I can't even pronounce it. I don't even know what it was. <laughs> so whatever, I said, oh, so he had this surgery. He's like, actually, it was sub blah, 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 blah. Oh. I'm like, yeah. really? An I, easy mistake to make. I mean, I know. They, <laughs> I mean, Nobody has met, felt made me feel more dumb more often than Alex Spear. Yeah, it's a, a guy who I love dearly. I work with for years. He uses words that nobody understands. Well, that was the manager. thing with him. With you know, always with players. It's mm-hmm. like he would players like uh, like the one that we're talking about right now, like Pedroia. It was sort of like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but uh, Alex is the nicest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. So it's like this, this write just it dumb out, it down, just for us a little uh, bit. Just every, just take every third word. Piece it together, and you'll get a very, very good question. Well, Alex Spear had tweeted out earlier today something about how Price had had the carpal tunnel, and I thought, oh, this could be related. And after a quick Google search, there were some things that maybe this is related to it. Maybe he's, you know, the way he grips the ball. Who knows? I wasn't here on the beat for that wonderful, you know, carpal tunnel era, Fortnite-related, as some may have guessed and others have squashed. But Was that the also, I'm trying to get the timeline. That was also the allergy thing, right, too? May 2018. In the Bronx, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I got a story about that, but I'll save it for another time. No, go ahead. We got plenty of time. Oh, you want me to tell yeah, you a story? I want to hear the story, yeah. Uh, so we were in... Wh- when did you come on board? June 1st, last year. Uh, so it was before that. It was just before that. Yeah, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're in... Um, we're in the we're in Texas, and he was supposed to pitch at Yankee Stadium. Price was supposed to pitch in Yankee Stadium, and this is before he had ever pitched while there. Right. The whole idea was he's going to Yankee Stadium, mm-hmm. and he's this is his chance to, for redemption. Yep. And so, um, so he, I'm sitting in it's a Sunday morning in Texas. I'm sitting in a dugout by myself, talking to someone probably very important. Yeah. On the phone, he comes Joe out. Joe Kelly. And he, and he probably no, it was on the phone. So oh, okay. we only so. do things in person. <laughs> All right. Um. So we'll he, leave that to the listener's imagination. For price, price walks out, and then like ten minutes, he walks back in with a trainer. So I'm like, that's weird. So I'm like, so I'm trying to ask around, like, is there anything wrong? Nothing. 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 And then, so after the game, I go up to him, and I legitimately, since everyone said there was no big deal, it was nothing to see, I legitimately wanted to ask him about, hey, are you looking forward to pitching in New York? And he goes, just ask me what you want to ask me. I'm like, what? Oh, oh, oh that? What, I, I saw you come off the field? And he said, no, I just had allergies. That was it. And then Lavangie said he had allergies. Mm-hmm. And then so they go to New York and they have an off day. Come back. All in bad in Arlington that time of year? I don't know. But th- then Tuesday rolls around and we find out, said he has the carpal tunnel. I was pissed because I'm like, what? Like you told me you had allergies. And, and, you know, and basically said I did have allergies, but I also had this carpal tunnel thing as well. And. So that's why I remember the two were linked with the allergies. And he does. And, and then you do a Google search. He has had this bizarre thing with allergies before, mm-hmm. which is, you don't sound like you're looking at me. I have, like allergy. you're not I have allergies. I have right. so you allergies. Can, you can, I don't have carpal tunnel, though. Well, I think we're all going to get it. What, from well, uh, clearly, it's like one thing leads to another. Yeah. It's like the gateway, related. It's the gateway disease. And I have a unique elbow as well, <laughs> just, like, just <laughs> like David Price. There you, there you go. So anyway, he it's not a bad question by you. I mean, you never know unless you ask. And... You were, you know, you were shot down by the manager. How, how, yeah, that happens. I mean, we all get shot down. You keep coming. Keep Rob, coming. Rob's asked some of the worst questions of the year. So I don't I ask questions. I make statements. 
That's true. Yeah, I, yeah. There's <laughs> nothing that ends with a question mark. A lot of talk about from well, Rob Radford. <laughs> talk about Game Seven of the Bruins Maple Leafs. Uh, you know, it's Game Seven. Yeah. That's all you need to know. <laughs> the best core answer of the year. One of them, Rob, makes his statement. Game Seven, Bruins Maple Leafs. I feel it like, was it a day game we had or was it no late no at night? so it wasn't even uh yeah it was yeah it was maple leafs and so my the thought first round my thought it was, was a day game for, yeah, yeah my thought was he knowing that alex core started in a game seven as right. a player oh eight oh eight as a shortstop for the mm-hmm. red sox and been has been in game sevens we can merge the two and uh he had no time for it but then it became a running joke and then the last when they had the game seven um, they play game. I can't even remember Stanley Cup Finals. They play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did play Game Seven of the Stanley yeah, Cup Finals. So, they lost to the Blues. Yeah. So the Game Seven when they had that, the press conference, it basically ended. And then he looked at me. He's like, he just like goes, "Okay, Alex, Game seven. And he gave a good answer. It's so some. The lesson is sometimes it takes a few press conferences to get where you want to go. Well, the first one he said, "I've got kids, bro. Seriously, trying to get out of there." Speaking of kids. He didn't say, by the way, that was misquoted. He did not say that. All right. Well, speaking of kids. Speaking of what kids. was the cool thing when you were in school, Rob Bradford? Oh, this what? is what? <laughs> the Bomba thing. I already mentioned it on the, earlier on the, uh, on the podcast. It was the abacus. The abacus. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. The CLS abacus. In the one-room schoolhouse. Yeah. What was the cool? So uh, I, I respect this question because it's sponsored. Right. Um, what was a cool thing? I mean, it's the same thing as cool now. It was video games, except it was something called Atari Twenty Six Hundred. What about what about socks? Were socks cool back then? Uh, the red socks, for example. The, were the red socks cool or were socks? Or socks cool? No, you socks pulled cool. up socks high. You had the three striped socks, and you pulled them up to your knees. Well, now it's Bomba socks that bring out all lo- the jealous kids. I love Bomba socks. Yeah? If I had those when I was climbing the jump, jungle gym in third grade. <laughs> That would be awesome. They are the most comfortable kids' socks ever because they're colorful. They're bursting with color, and they even have a little colorful bee on them for Bombas. They're designed with several comfort innovations that help make them feel better than any other kids' socks ever made. You can send your kids back to school with the socks to keep them comfy, comfortable, colorful, and ready to take on the school year. Since Bombas donates a pair of socks for every pair purchased, you should get yourself some too. It's a good segue this weekend, Socks for Socks at Fenway Park. So if you're coming to any games... Is that what they call it? The Socks for Socks drive? Yeah. Why are you Bring. telling people to buy socks and give them away? Well, you, you don't give away your Bombas. Give away the ones right. you're you replacing them with. Give away your with. crappy socks, not the Bombas. Right. Bombas. You're going to replace them with the Bombas. Exactly. Visit, good, good, good move. Thank you. Visit Bombas.com slash socks, S-O-X, and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash socks for 20% off your first purchase. Bombas.com slash socks. Good segue with the socks for socks this week. Good. Yeah, it's this like weekend you've covered, you've evolved a lot as this po- pro- podcast. And I've had 228 episodes to get it right. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> it's like what episode did you start? Seriously, like what? Was I really the, don't know. Two, Probably 201, maybe two, around there. You've done so. I'm no math major. 20. I don't know. 23 started beginning of April once a week. I'm telling you, whoever did the first 200 is bitter as you know what. Yeah, they, they never got you, Rob Radford on you, here. You, they may have again. Episode one thirteen. <laughs> go look it up. But but it's uh, but they built this thing, and then you're just globbing on. Maybe you're taking it to the next level. Who knows? Well, I mean, with with guys like you wearing a picnic table plaid shirt overlooking Fenway Park, 
Yeah, I mean, this is one of the things. Why don't you take a picture? Why don't you do a video of this? What's going on? No, no one wants to see that. Rob, Rob and I had a little Twitter tiff. Well, it wasn't a tiff. He was, he was fake angry at me in person for one night the <laughs> other know. day because he wore maybe the most wrinkled shirt I've ever seen to work, to his workplace where he's a professional. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kevin Gregg, Red Sox PR maven, is, uh, was, was quoted in the clubhouse by looking at Rob and saying, did you take that out of your wallet and wear it? So this is this is the official chance for Rob Bradford to respond. I put the picture on Twitter over that night. It, it got you know some some people were looking at it, talking about it. There were some updates. I forget someone from EEI tweeted out an updated yeah. version. So what I would ask you is, you ever go by the risk reward mentality? Yeah. All right, so slow hanging fruit. Your you know? your initial reaction is, I want to get a, a lot of pat on the backs and a lot of attaboys from taking this picture of. Rob Bradford in the wrinkled shirt. There's and a, you did. There were attaboys to be had. So naturally, I had to tweet that, and, and Rob didn't like it, but still came on the show today and, and was very uh, all over the place, as he always is on these types of things. But we appreciate it anyway. Another big Red Sox storyline uh, transition, kind of to some solo talk here for the last few minutes. Dan Shaughnessy from the Boston Globe writing this week about the future of Dave Dombrowski. I think this is very interesting as Rob departs. Um, where will Dave Dombrowski be in a year? Will it be in Boston? Will it be retired? Will it be in a special advisor role with another team? You know, that remains to be seen. I think what the Red Sox have done this season is open the window for Dave Dombrowski to depart. You know, it's been only nine months or whatever since they've won the World Series, and that was a team that was put together by Dave Dombrowski largely. Uh, he made a couple big moves, a couple big trades during the trade deadline season last year. Steve Pierce, Nathan Evaldi, a couple big trades, uh, Chris Sale, Craig Kimbrell that Obviously helped that team a lot, and and just a few months later, um, we're talking about Dave Dombrowski potentially leaving the Red Sox. Dan Shaughnessy with that interesting note in his Sunday column, I believe, the other day, where he said he'd be shocked to see Dave Dombrowski come back to Boston as the uh, president of baseball operations. He listed Eddie Romero, who's one of the assistant GMs of the Red Sox, as a potential replacement. So that's a storyline to watch. My initial take on that is I'd be surprised. I I still think... You know, obviously, the way they manage the bullpen uh, hasn't been great. You know, Dombrowski's kind of been a little tone deaf on how he's looked at the bullpen and seeing, you know, all these guys that really haven't performed. But this team was built on its starting pitching. I think everybody agreed heading into the season. All right, you have Price coming off a great October. You have Sale, who should be healthy with the shoulder. Uh, you have Porcello in a walk gear who's going to be motivated. You have Erod, who every year people talk about, you know, making that jump forward, and he has. And then you have Nathan Avaldi coming off what he did in October and fresh off a $68 million contract. He, Dave Dombrowski in January said, our rotation is second to none. I think at that point it looked like that was a definite possibility that it could be you know, one of the best in baseball or at least one of the strengths of the team. And, and it hasn't been. And that is not necessarily on Dave Dombrowski. You couldn't have imagined uh, you know, everything that's gone wrong to go wrong. So I think it's very interesting that, that that's starting to be talked about. Alex Cora is definitely safe, but uh, his boss might not be. Uh, and so as I have you know, live on MassLive.com is, is a look at GM candidates who could eventually replace Dave Dombrowski when he leaves the Red Sox. I think there's a couple interesting internal candidates. Eddie Romero is one. Brian O'Halloran, who handles all the contracts and everything for, for the Red Sox, he's another one. Um, from the Diamondbacks, a few executives there. I think the big fish that they would try to get would be their former GM, who was under Dombrowski, who is now the GM of the Diamondbacks, and Mike Hazen, who's obviously been with the Red Sox for a while. 
couple of his associates and lieutenants there. Um, associates, lieutenants, whatever. It's all the same thing. Assistant GMs, Jared Porter, Amiel Sade. Uh, those guys are, are definitely in the mix there in the family. Some others, some outside-the-box options. I think that they might man, uh, interview Brian Bannister, the assistant pitching coach. He's 38, but he's had a really important role in the organization being a liaison between the front office and the coaching staff in the last couple of years. He might have GM aspirations, and it would be a big step up for him. But at the same time, a really bright mind, the Red Sox might at least give him an interview. J.P. Ricciardi is a guy who's now, you know, he's been with the Mets, been with the Blue Jays. He's a, a local guy who's now a senior advisor uh, with the San Francisco Giants. He could get a look. I think an interesting one is Derek Falvey with the Minnesota Twins. He's their GM. He's under the president of baseball operations, Dad Levine, um, and, they, and they've been working together for the last few years in Minnesota, but still, Falvey's a local guy. He's from Lynn. He's looked at as a potential future president of baseball operations, so he's one that could uh, step in at some point, too. Plenty of names out there. It all remains to be seen what the Red Sox exactly do. With Dave Dombrowski, um, who at 63 years old is is at a point in his career where a lot of people thought that this was the last stop. Now it comes down to um, if the Red Sox want to part ways with him, if he's close to retirement. Very interestingly, you know, another Rob Bradford segue here. Rob Bradford asked Dave in December at the Red Sox, uh, the premiere of their championship DVD, you know, bluntly, how long do you see yourself doing this for? He said, I don't know. I don't necessarily seeing myself doing this for another 15 years but you know I feel good and I'm ready to keep rolling and it sounded like he was at least going to go you know three or four more years uh, obviously a contract is shorter than that but he seemed you know confident that he was going to be able to um, continue on in that role continue on in, in a baseball role it's, it's all he's known for for 40 years you know Alex Cora keeps saying and as he talks about David Dombrowski you don't last 40 years in that job getting lucky you have to be really good at it David Dombrowski is potentially a Hall of Fame executive um, but he's not a guy who is known for wanting to rebuild he's a guy who under the Tigers with the Illich family they were chasing a World Series for a lot of their time there you know in the 2000s and um, the signing of Prince Fielder the trade of Miguel Cabrera um, making sure that Justin Verlander was extended and signed to long-term big deals and handing out a lot of money for a market like Detroit, making aggressive trades, salvaging, you know, or trying to salvage uh, rosters that got close. We saw those teams 2013. That team was really good. The Red Sox faced in the ALCS. A couple other teams came really close. Um, so they were always perennial contenders that couldn't get over the hump. And then when it came time to rebuild, Dave Dombrowski basically didn't want to be a part of the rebuild. When he finally waved the white flag on that 2015 season, uh, he traded David Price, Joaquin Soria, and Joanna Cespedes. Within 24 hours before the trade deadline, got a bunch of prospects back, including Matthew Boyd, Michael Fulmer, a couple of names you know now. And then within two days, he resigned his post as GM of the Tigers, gave it up to Al uh, Avila, who's there now. Um, and within a couple weeks was hired by the Red Sox. So he didn't want any part of that rebuild. Time has was up for him in Detroit. It'll be interesting to see if something you know similar happens here uh, in the next few weeks. So we appreciate your listening as always. Red Sox and Angels this weekend at Fenway Park. We'll be back next weekend after a quick road trip in Cleveland. Thank you for listening as always to Red Sox Beat.